Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I'm here with Lucas and Josh. Last names, you guys want to introduce yourself? Also known as the Blockchain Boy on the, TikTok. The Blockchain Boy? I just go on... by Joshua Jake. Joshua so, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nothing too fancy. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to do a video about just basically what they're doing, what they're up to, and you. we just actually, it's funny because we just talked about Ryan Pinheiro when I was there. Like, he did his intro like 10 times in a row until it was perfect. My intros are trash. Like, I'm completely bad at them. I don't even try and fucking make them perfect. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I'm excited to be here. Uh, we are two people from the crypto space, which has seen a lot of growth in kind of the last year. Um, you know, being a true crime individual, I'm sure you've heard a lot of stories. Uh, unfortunately, it does give the space a bad name because there's a lot of bad actors. Uh, but we're trying to really set the standard as far as content creation, education, and just generally growing the space in a positive way. So, right. So yeah. Yeah, go. I'm sorry. How how did you guys meet? I mean, I, I kind of figured we'd go over like how you guys met first sure. and, and what your what Honestly, your... a great story. It's all it's only been about eight to ten months max. Uh, we started off on TikTok and it was mainly just because we were watching these influencers talk about crypto and get their audiences extremely hyped up and then just they'd fall off. So you see NFTs right now. Um, it's, they're, they're not shit coins. I know we're on YouTube. You might, I don't know if we have to bleep that, but that's what they're called. Um, and ultimately we just see these TikTokers just post the absolute nonsense and just, you know, false information and just tell people they're going to get rich quick. Uh, so we started on TikTok last March. Um, and from there we just kind of connected almost instantly. Uh, he was on for about a month before me. Yeah. And so I got on during the whole GameStop thing. That's when I started my yep. channel. Um, kind of just doing no BS crypto, no filter. Uh, I actually get a lot of hate cause I, I shit on a lot of the projects cause I think there's a lot of bullshit uh, in crypto. And so that, that brings me some heat. And we, uh, we connected because we disagreed about XRP, which is like a banker's cryptocurrency. And uh, we ended up doing a podcast together. So that's how we initially met on you know, social media before we were even business partners or anything yeah. like that. And then we just uh, ended up going to Bitcoin Miami was our first big conference. And so from there, um, I think lounge, we went to a couple of hookah lounges and just really got to know each other. And it was just like, it, we just knew we wanted to create a strong business here and just help educate the space because- there was just no professionalism uh, whatsoever in crypto. So we kind of just took that upon ourselves and we've been running with it ever since. Studio's coming up within a week. And, Finally. Uh, right. yeah. And yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to do you have a what's the, you're going to do a YouTube podcast or are you already doing one? I mean, I. I... Yeah. So right now we live stream uh, roughly mainly everything's our personal content. So we're taking our personal content. We brought on another two creators known as Crypto Weatherman and Crypto Wendy. Um, and ultimately we are just bringing them all together. So it's going to be our primary podcast based out of Orlando. And that is going to be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, and well, just, that's one segment. So yeah. kryptonite bringing it back to the OGs was founded by me and our CEO, Michael Sessa. It started out just as a trading bot company. We knew we wanted to work in the space and all the trading bots kind of sucked. And we had a really smart guy, um, who has a really cool entire, uh, you know, platform built out. And so, you know, we actually got Crypto Weatherman to improve our algorithm. And so that's that's one, one, one side of things. We've also got the media thing that we're doing, uh, which is the podcast, which is content uh, trying to grow on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, we're also, you know, like I said, we're starting an agency. We're doing, uh, you know, consulting for different projects. So we have our fingers in a lot of different stuff. He's doing an investment fund. Not sure yeah, how much so you can speak venture capital. Yeah, so, I mean, we finally just went through, but launching a fund, we run... I mean, I don't know how familiar everybody's with crypto, but for people just watching, uh, like for Bitcoin, 
you have to validate transactions kind of like a hotel. So like when you, you know, do a transaction on a network, you almost have to like sign in and every transaction is recorded. Um, so the people that run those miners or validations for those transactions, they get paid in rewards. Um, so ultimately Bitcoin we're open up. Yeah. So that's known as Bitcoin mining. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but we'll keep it very basic. Uh, but so we're running a whole fund based off that. Um, out Basically of passive so. income plays for validating network security for different crypto projects mm -hmm. like Constellation Network, which is uh, a direct acyclic graph. That's a little complicated. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's technology that, you know. Crypto. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crypto. It's, it's a so. little hard to explain, but, you know. There's a lot to it, but the space isn't scary. And honestly, the surface is very, very easy to understand. So yeah. hopefully we can shed some light on that. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, scams a little bit down in this podcast. So. Yeah, there's crazy stuff going on. And uh, that was kind of the inspiration yeah. behind that. You know, my, my, my bio is no BS crypto because I feel like a lot of it's hard to understand. And that gives bad actors a way to kind of take advantage of the space um, like People, people, people will will talk as if they know something without without knowing anything at all, and the audience will listen just because there's no real good source of info out there right now. Right. I was gonna say. I mean, I've said this like over and over again. Like, literally, you only have to have a little bit of information more than the other guy to sound like an expert to him. Like, yes. if I just know a little bit more than you do, I I seem like wow, he he knows a lot. Why? Because I know a little bit more than you. Like, I don't know anything. I mean, I'm I'm. I don't really, you know, look like I think I have a basic understanding of what crypto is, but I have no idea why it fluctuates, you know, or why the different coins fluctuate or the different currency fluctuates so much. I, I've, you know, and guys are, I think even the guys trading it don't necessarily know. Like I've talked to a buddy of mine. He's like, oh, it's going up. It's this, it's that. I'm like, why? Well, no, it's going up. Yeah, but why is it going up? I, well, you know, you don't understand, bro. Like it, it, it's going up. Like I, I'm, I just bought this and then, yeah, but you don't even, but why? We call those moon boys. There, those, that would be the definition. And I'm actually, you're probably very familiar with the same people. It's not even just in crypto. The same mentality behind these people, I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of people that may stretch the truth a lot from what they're actually speaking on. So like you said, they may know just a little bit more than the individual standing next to them. And that is where they gain that following. And at the end of the day, they really maybe read the surface or the biography on a book and they, they act like they've read the whole thing. People read know? news articles and they get treated like gods. It's yeah. kind of funny. But, um... You know, the, the whole space in and of itself is is still like super immature. The way I can best describe it is like, it's like a, the birth of a new stock market uh, and the emergence, it's like the, the of a new asset class and in, in technology merged into one. So while a lot of these are very speculative, like there's no real reason that, you know, Dogecoin should be worth anything it is, but there's a lot of speculation going on and we've seen sort of, in the last year and a half, two years, ever since the GameStop fiasco, um, what makes a stock valuable, right, is still speculation. What makes a crypto valuable is still speculation. Yeah, you have your 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 blue chip stocks that like General Electric that your grandfather owns, but we are only, you know, stocks are only worth as much someone is, is, as someone is willing to pay for them. And I think we're seeing that now with crypto and even more so with NFTs because you know, what did, what determines the price of something, what, what, what people are willing to pay for it. Right? right. And so it's almost like community has been monetized and can, you can actually determine how valuable something is by the community, which is crazy. And that's just a basic, you know, kind of overview. Obviously you have other factors like Bitcoin being adopted as legal tender, which California just introduced a bill to do so yesterday. I just moved from California. I, I don't think that's going to pass, but they no. did. They did. They no. did bring that into a proposal. So 
Um, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, uh, NFTs, it's you're like your art is absolutely amazing, right? A lot of thanks. these people, I mean, this takes a lot of time. And this is your own passion. A lot of these people, you can go on, are you familiar with Fiverr at all? Yeah. So yeah, so a lot of these people can go on Fiverr and hire someone for a couple hundred bucks and then they just, you know, act like that's their art. They push it, they sponsor it and they just sell yeah. it off and it just gets left off. Um, right. So, you know, there's a lot more that's, you know, there's a lot in the space for like true artists that can come in and have like real utility to NFTs and crypto um, and, you know, create something that has value. But right now it is all down to speculation and you're just trying to find all these retailers that don't may not know, you know, they're just brand new investors. They just jump in on projects just because um, like Dogecoin. Yeah, it's, we deserve a massive yeah. bear market for the amount of people I see buying <laughs> rock, rock images for a couple million Hey, there we, was do, a, we deserve to crash 90%. Have you, have you heard of Pet Rocks? <laughs> no. So, I, mean, I know what so, Pet Rock so, is from, yeah, so the the, Rocks. from the 80s. So they took that they took that, and they actually made an NFT of it. So they made it digital. So they were selling these images of Pet Rocks for millions of dollars. And one of them was just a blank paper. And it was the called Invisible The Invisible Rock. Rock. Millions of dollars that thing sold for. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's, it, you, you know, but it, look, here, here's... Okay, so in prison, you buy a mackerel for... 99 cents a dollar a dollar so so you might um, you buy like mackerel for a dollar okay but to me and so you trade them i know there's no money in prison yeah like they don't have you know in the last 30 years ago they got rid of money so what happens is i've got i've got two mackerel and i want to buy something from you and i say hey you know and you go yo it's two mackerel so i go in my locker and i give you two mackerel and then you give it to somebody else and you buy something else and this is whatever you end up making a mackerel profit however it works the point is, is that eventually those mackerels get the crap beat out of them. They're, they're two years old. You can't – the reason to me it's worth a dollar in my – is I can eat the mackerel. If things go bad, I've got 20 mackerel in my, in my uh, locker. But – or even soup or, or uh, stamps. Stamps stamps would be going for 42 cents, but they're valued at 50 cents because these are not smart people. So they're not going to be able to, you know, so they just round up. There's always rounding up to the nearest. Um, and, and so, you know, a book of stamps, even when it was eight, $8 or, or $9 and 20 cents, I mean, now it's over that. Obviously it was, they were all worth 10 bucks. They just okay. round up or they would, sometimes they would round down. Cause like I said, you're not dealing with, you know, the cream of the crop. So you counting know, their pennies out like, <laughs> Hey man, that's yeah, yeah, three cents short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, so, but to me it's, I can use the stamps, you know, like that's what, concept of and you know i'm gonna get a ton of people hating on me for this like the concept of like buying bitcoin like and you're gonna say well you can buy it you could but what's making it fluctuate like i don't get what makes it fluctuate did you just answer that so well yeah, so I mean, bitcoin's of, gonna be a, a little general bit, yeah, yeah. You're a general, general he can right. tell you that very uh, he, this man is known as the 12 hours of research man so I, <laughs> I go in depth on that so like i cover how bitcoin's initially a product that is you know because you mine it so it's almost it's like it's, okay. it's think of it like a macro so like there's someone that had to actually produce that macro which takes electricity which takes a warehouse which takes staff it costs money to make before bitcoins. it gets into your hands yeah so macro. in the prison all it is is going right. to be supply and demand right okay. there's a very there's a limited supply and you guys are using that for, for yes. trading but behind the scenes to actually create that product that is where the real money is made and that's where these institutions and you know now we're seeing it kind of just take place that's where bitcoin mining comes into play yeah so, and he's been trying to figure out the average cost of production for one bitcoin because there's a lot of factors that go into it do you ever figure that out what was that number oh uh, it's, it's just a huge range i mean it comes down to how much like if you're using renewable energy if you're using you know coal if you're using 
Um, people use dams in Canada, like hydroelectricity. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where the value of Bitcoin comes from is such a large scale. And that's kind of where we're moving as a society. Like, honestly, that no one knows. You see JP Morgan come out and they're like, oh, it's value. It's worth 15,000. It's worth 43,000. Then you have Wells Fargo come out. They're like, well, our assumption is it's 28,000. So it's honestly just this range. And that's why it's so volatile because it's, it's a new market. Yeah, People it's a combination to... of like speculation, the cost of production, supply and demand, external events, uh, and leverage trading. Because people use cryptocurrency. Really, it's like one massive casino um, because it's so unregulated. So you'll have people in there shorting the market, you know, looking at leveraged long positions. You can really try and see what the sentiment is by the amount of people betting if Bitcoin's going to go up or down. Um, and so, you know, a lot of these huge, massive market movements can be caused by a whale getting liquidated and it spikes down. It's not that much money. No. I mean, Bitcoin's, what, 800, 900 billion dollars? That is nothing. I mean, one big, one big investor can really move the market if they really wanted to. So, yeah, the entire crypto market cap was like, what, two trillion? Two trillion. That's nothing compared to your stock market. Which yeah, that's is, like what? You know, what, Apple basically? Two apples? Yeah, it's. I'm not Apple, the, the company of Apple is worth the entire crypto market. So that's why it's volatile. That's why you see it go up and down so much. So when you see, you know, when you have your friend or, you know, anybody watching that has that buddy that's saying this is, this is going to go up. I mean, it can be tomorrow. Some really wealthy individual can come in and really move that market like 20, 30% just by yeah. selling his positions. And it's, it's a lot of FOMO too. So like, you know, I know people compare it to tulips. It's not, in my opinion. I think it's like we're past that point at this point, if you look at the adoption curve. Um, but it's a, little, it's a lot of that mania because there's a mania attached to it because right now like it's, it's getting bad in America when it comes to finances. Like We have inflation going crazy. CPI data has been off the charts. And you know people want a way to actually like make it. And crypto is seen as this like, you know, wild west, you can make anything out of something. Um, and so a lot of people feel that like deep sense of like, I'm missing out. This has to, I, ha I have to make this. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot of that in like the meme coin speculation from last year, because people were putting in like their every dime into like some Refinance garbage, homes. garbage mean, coins. Yeah. Wild, wild positions and that, that's that's when you get to gambling and again that's why we created kryptonite and it's kind of we're trying to stable help stabilize yeah, the market. stabilize that yeah. because you should not be refinancing your home no. and you know <laughs> i always I, I tell people leveraging. from day one like this yeah. shit will go down to zero most of this will go to zero make your money take your profits you know i i mean i hit a great you know one of my best investments of last year was into polygon matic around three cents it ended up hitting like 264 that was fantastic I sold uh, at a dollar. I sold at two dollars, and I sold at two fifty. I have like no matic left. It went went it went down what forty fifty percent from where the all time high was, and that's normal in crypto. That's just like average. so yeah. That's like yeah. So that's where people see that they'll see someone put a thousand bucks in. It goes up thirty fifty x. Yeah, and then you know, and it's still a great project. They just got half a billion from like Sequoia Capital. So even though the price is down, the fundamentals have remained the same. But that speculation is where you're seeing a lot of this, you know, massive swing come from. Okay. Do I look like completely confused? It's yeah. a little no, bit. No, it's, and it's, it's. Well, <laughs> well, you know, what I was thinking is, I don't know. So, well, anyway, I, I don't even know if this is, but when you're saying speculation, this is funny because, so in, uh, in Tampa, right? In Ybor City, you know, you know where, you know where Ybor City is? So anyway, Tampa, there's an area called Ybor City, and I went in and I started buying houses. 
th um, this is one of the things I got in trouble with. Um, <laughs> so I went and I started buying. But when, when you were saying you can move a market with very little, uh, with, with very little uh, capital put into it, or and and this is based on speculation also. Is I went in and I was buying houses for let's say fifty thousand dollars, but then I was recording the sale price of those houses for at two hundred. So I'm buying your house for for fifty. But when I went to go record the sale, I paid a little bit of extra doc stamps and I record it for two hundred. Mm. Well, I did that with maybe twenty houses, and the average, the medium price of that whole area went from about seventy five thousand up to over two hundred thousand in like six months. So what I was doing, you know, I was obviously I'm doing that in in synthetic identities names, and then I would refinance the house, get the two hundred thousand, and just make a few payments, let it all go. But what happened was, here's where the speculation comes in. I was buying, I'm going to some guy who's selling his shithole house for yeah. $50,000. It's a shithole. Nobody can even live here. Like, this is a horrible house. It's a crack house. I go in, I say, hey, man, you got your house. I want to buy it for 50 grand. And this actually happened. It was actually an old guy. And he goes, yeah, I want, I want 60,000. And I went, no, nah, bro, there's like 10 other houses I can buy for 60 grand. Like, you know, I'll give you 50. It's a shithole. It's a, nah, I want 60. Okay, you're crazy. I leave. Two months later, I come back. There's nothing for fifty thousand anymore. I come back. I go. I'll give you sixty. He goes. I want seventy five thousand. I go seventy five thousand. You got no windows in your house, bro. It's raining in your house. Ah. It ain't going up. And I go. What are you talking about? He goes. No, I think it's worth seventy five. I said. That's crazy. And I just leave. Two months later, there's nothing for seventy five thousand anymore because investors are now coming in and buying up everything. So I go seventy five thousand. Guy goes. I want ninety grand. 90 i go what are you doing bro are you crazy I go, where are you getting these prices he goes that house over there sold for two hundred thousand dollars that one sold for 195 that one sold for 198 thousand i bought those house like those, that house sold for 40 <laughs> that one sold for 55 that one sold for 50. like i'm i'm working against myself at this point but he people believed it and then even when the houses would go in foreclosure come on i'm buying it for 50 putting 10 grand in it i record the value at 200 but it's still a shithole when it went into foreclosure, people were coming in and buying them up for 110. Oh my god! Nothing's changed. No one was that, losing. That is the exact same right. thing. Yeah, exactly okay. what you're explaining now. That's you're you're hoping you extra know. steps. So so with that, what happens when you left? Did that market crash and those those houses are now probably worth? Oh yeah, I had a a buddy. I went. Of course, I went on the run. But at one point, I I remember I actually called him. I was on the run, and I said, "Hey man, so how's it going? How's uh, how's everything going?" He's, "Oh bro, there's no there's no comparable sales." The whole market's dried up. It sucks in Ybor City. I can't sell anything. I can't, you know, it was, it was bad. Like he's selling now. People are selling houses. It's going back down, back down, back down, back down. So that, that's, that's actually that's the same exact yeah. thing. Isn't that? So that would be called what's equivalent to a rug pull in crypto. So, no, 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 no. What so he's you know, doing is buying his own NFTs. That's exactly but, what that well, he's is. Buying, well, he's, he's doing that, but he also went on the run and then it crashed uh, the market and no one was there to... It's like when the projects pay to raise the floor, yeah, essentially. So these projects will launch their project and they go, hey guys, as you come in and buy these, if the floor drops before... Our, our, well, our, we have to explain yeah, the floor. Yeah, so so, it, so yeah. NFT project drops 10,000 images, right? right. 10,000 NFTs, right? Um, and this was actually Squiggles was so, doing Yeah, this. so compared to homes. Yeah, 10, so homes, imagine right? 10,000 homes, right? And it's all owned by one large capital firm. And they're like, hey guys, this project's really hot because they're sending their money around the back door and buying it themselves to make it seem like it's interesting, right? So there's 10,000 of these homes. Well, what's the cheapest home? That's the floor price of the home. 
They're essentially inflating the floor price of that project to entice buyers. Very similar to what you're doing, but it's a completely unregulated market. They're getting away with it, and these people are serial scammers. They will do this over and over and over again with multiple projects. It's actually unreal. It's all anonymous. And these, these people... people are making tens of millions of dollars a month. I mean, they had an office in L.A. for this shit. This is like literally what's happening every day, and that's not even the worst of it. If you're saying it's unregulated, does that mean it? Are you saying it's illegal? Technically, oh, it's, I mean, well, it's technically legal. It's a gray area. It's just a gray, and that's there's so many court cases coming for that. So it's, I mean, I <laughs> we do not advise to do that. No, no, at all, because that's that's just going to get worse and worse. And I mean, now we're seeing, you know, it's it's going to come. Their day will come. There's that. a day of reckoning coming. Um, you know, Biden's about to sign this crypto order. They're cracking down on influencers. They're cracking down on projects. Um, you know, SEC's got Binance and and Tether in the scope. But yeah, I mean, we watch influencers do this every single day. Like, you know, you've said you've had people reach out to you to maybe launch a crypto project. I guarantee you that crypto project is just like what, you know, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. And so I mean, we have. But see, like to me, it's comp it sounds legit. I'm like, it sounds exactly. legit. Like, I don't know. Like It's got the lack of education. That's right. why that's why we're so passionate about what we do, because there's a lack of like good info. If you search crypto YouTube, the first five people except for coin bureau are probably going to be absolutely, you know, they have ulterior motives. Everyone's trying to sell you something and it's okay to have sponsored content, but crypto is plagued by like, yeah, the problem with that is like you go watch the five YouTube videos and it's all based off the same person. They all watch on the top. They're just copy and pasting what the first person they watched did yeah. because they see the money. So then these, these, and I mean, the money's there. I mean, we got, you know, sponsorships that will come in and it's like, you know, you just got to do that properly on yeah. YouTube. There's no regulation. There's no one holding these people accountable and they just keep flipping. So and it, even if you do have good intentions, like you have to vet projects really well. Hi, my name's Matt Cox. And for $1 a month, you can sponsor a felon. So unfortunately, I'm not going with the $1 tier. We're going with Patreon and Patreon. I have three tiers and some of those tiers give you full length or access to the full length videos. Other tiers give you a painting, a different, pa unique painting every single month. You'll get a different painting. Thank you and join my Patreon. Okay, so I've, uh, so this is what I was going to mention is that, and we, we've talked about this earlier, is that like basically the Department of Justice two days ago said that they came up with their own crypto team to look into all of these different scams, right? So... That's like that's you know we already kind of touched on the scams. I, mean, I thought we were yeah. talking about like how you guys met and everything, but we'll just keep, keep like you said. Let's just let's yeah, let's roll Sorry, it, man. There's no, there's no. There's uh, <laughs> no. We it just happens. I mean, I like we, just having we, a good we time. We go with back people. to that yeah, if you okay. like, and then but we, whatever works. Yeah. So I mean, so what? Like, can you think of any one any one particular scam that like like the setup of the scam? Like what happened? Like some guy. I watched a video the other day with uh this guy with a. Uh, my um the guy that runs the youtube channel for me his name's colby and we watched a video about this guy who came up with like, what's called like the the billion dollar uh coin uh, oh yeah a oh, youtuber yeah, right yeah yeah a youtuber and he's and he's pushing it pushing it put it's funny because he did so many different videos on it was pushing it so million hard. dollar coin or whatever million dollar coin yeah. and then he then at one of the videos he's talking about this new coin that just came out like he has nothing to do with it and then another video he talks about how i just came up with this coin and I'm not telling you to, you know, I'm not telling you to buy it or this, you're going to make money, but, you know, and then he starts talking about how it's going to make money. It's like, you don't seem to understand. Like, I, I know guys that were in prison that were running like pump and dump schemes or guys that were doing stuff like giving uh, false earnings, 
you know, false earnings uh, claims where they're saying, like, if you do this, this will happen. Like, they're giving numbers. If you buy this much, this is what's going to happen over the next three months and convincing guys that, well, you can't do that. You don't know that, you know, and they would tell them that and then they end up in prison. So it's like the stock market in the 80s. That's right. the best way I can put it. Yeah, it, and I mean, pump and dump's the exact word. That, yeah. that's, that's all this is. I mean, with influencers, we see it time and time again. And I think the thing that grosses me out the most is charity. They will launch a token, and they'll be like, "This we're going to give away 5% of every transaction to a charity. Right. So, Great, 5%. Who cares? Where's that 95%? Yeah, yeah. and there's you no, know, what's, like, what's public donations What's 5% of $2 million? Dollars, you well, know, like, first of all, that's a fe- By the way, I'm just like, on the federal guidelines, like, that, that's an actual, um, that'll actually get you an enhan- they call them enhancements. Like my crime for six million dollars, I should have got five or six years. That's about what it but then they have enhancements. Did you use a specialty device in your crime? Like did you use, let's say, a computer, a special kind of computer program? Yes, that's an enhancement. Two more points. So they, they add up the points. Did you change jurisdiction to a try and evade detection? Yes. Two more points. Did you use sophisticated means, which means what did you just stick a gun in someone's face? Or was it a complicated scam? Mine was. I got sophisticated means. Did you, like they start, did you use wow. alternative identities? Yes, I did. That's an extra. Uh, yeah. One of them, by the way, wow. is did you use, also victims. If you have more than five victims, 10, 20, I have over 50, then you get so many. I got like six extra points. The other one is, one of them is, did you use a charitable institution in furtherance of your crime? Wow. I got that. Dude, these influences. I actually got that because, and here's all I did was at one point during my scam, this is going to sound bad. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I was surveying homeless people to get their identities. Oh my God. Don't judge me. I mean, we're past that. We see this this every day with influencers. And I mean, I'm glad you brought, because we don't know anything across the law. All we do is. Right. What can we do not to get to that point? You know, and all these influencers are doing everything you're describing. Right. right. Everything oh, yeah. you just oh, said, yeah. I've seen one person do that all in one one go. Oh yeah. One go. Um, you know, uh, like there are known actors in this space that have done this over and over again. Um with and, like one to two million followers too. Yeah. And they do it over and and I don't know how their audience doesn't learn. That's what we try to just he built his entire channel around calling people out. Yeah, that was I did. Exactly. How it. I mean, there's I mean, I'm not gonna even give names just for those these people don't get, you know, extra views on, yeah. on their stuff is already there's this guy going around right now that's doing a road from like one million to a hundred million, promoting oh, the Lord. dumbest tokens in the world that are just just meet their He owns thirty percent. Let's say that you had a company, right? A hundred percent of the shares, he owns thirty percent if he sold his his coins. He would take the price. It's worse. There's not even enough liquidity. There's not enough money in the market for him to sell. That's how much he has more than that. So if he were to, you know, he's making all these videos, pumping up all his audience, growing up, you know, meeting celebrities. And it's like, and this is like a small fry. That's a small Um, fry. You know, there, there are some people who I've seen, um, and I've like even interacted with who've been like, you know, doing an NFT project or like, you see a lot of rappers and celebrities do like NFT drops, like big hip hop artists, uh, have, like have you Little heard of Uzi. Oh yeah, do Little Uzi. That's little Uzi, one. Little Uzi Vert. He's a rapper uh, from Philly, and you know he did a huge project. Got he had a huge Discord, huge community. I think he made a couple million, and then all of his Twitter was gone. He deleted the posts. They're basically using their followers as 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 liquidity. Uh, yeah, you know, and then up. yeah, right. exactly. exactly. And yeah. and it's every time it goes unpunished. I have not seen a single person jailed investigated or fined and i'm like where does it end 
There right. needs to be not a single person. There needs to be some accountability here. It, it yeah. I don't know. It, I was gonna say it's it's funny. Um, it's because typically what happens is I, I've talked to guys who are like, you know, if you, they're like, yeah, you know, it's funny because like if you steal this much money from, you know, you can steal a little bit of money from a lot of people and not really get hit, but if you steal a lot of money from a few people. Well, then they then they come in strong and they'll and they'll look into it. But I mean, I I wonder, I wonder if it's because it's speculation that they feel like these people aren't losing that much money. But some people are, like you said, refinancing their house. So, They're dumping sixty, put, eighty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars into some coin. It it then it takes a dump, and the next thing you know, they're trying to get twenty grand back. The, the most one of the most recent ones I think was Ice Poseidon, who was an IRL. He was an IRL streamer. So this guy had seven hundred thousand subs on YouTube. Um, I watched him as a kid. Uh, you know, same thing. Launches a token. He promises all this stuff. He's like, I'm going to do this and this. They call it a roadmap. Okay. Right. That is the, the glorious white paper of what they're going to provide for that token. Launches the roadmap. Of course, two weeks into it, the, the kid's probably the laziest kid you'll ever meet in your life. And he just stops working on the project. Right? He literally he said this. He got him on, <laughs> on, on uh, camera saying, hey, I'm bored of it. Um, so there's this thing called liquidity, right? And so you can provide liquidity essentially so people can buy and sell uh, this token at a steady price, basically. Yeah. So it'd be like, like in prison, it'd be like the macros. Like you have that, you know, there's only a, so much. We're in trying there. to, We're trying to relate references. this as, as right. much. Mackerels. Uh, mac yeah, mackerels. mackerels. So like mackerels. fish. They're fit. They're oh, it's fish. mackerels. Fish. Yeah. So mackerels. it's a, it's a fish. Oh, wow. Okay, you can that eat makes the sense. mackerels. So, okay. Or it could be tuna. So whatever. <laughs> it would be like someone just brought that and they like provided that. So that's, that's how much is in. So it's a big bowl of mackerels. So there's a big bowl of mackerels. That's, that's the only. Worth $500,000. You know. Okay. Um, so they can always get that. Yeah. So there's always he's something. The only person that has access. Exactly. To that, right? Oh, okay. So go, continue. So at least you get something. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, but it's for the community to be able to buy and sell this token, and so it's not a dead project. But when you remove that liquidity, you remove the macros. It's called pulling the rug uh, from under someone, and so the term is known as a rug pull, where you leave the project for dead, delete everything, and take the liquidity. And so he takes this liquidity. And everyone is basically screwed. You can't sell it like for anything. It's basically gone. Five hundred thousand dollars worth. And uh, so this guy named Coffeezilla. We were in an article together. He's got a really good YouTube channel. Shout out Coffeezilla. Uh, he exposes these people. So he gets him on a phone call, and he's like, uh, you know, you probably remember it better than I do. Yeah. So he gets he gets this guy on the phone call, and he's like, what are you gonna do about this? He's like, and he's all he wants is the guy to admit it's a scam. He's right. Like, you scammed your audience. You had. You know, two, three thousand of your followers believe in you and put in tens of thousands of dollars. And I mean, probably actually millions at that point, because there's about three hundred thousand locked up in this bowl. So he go, the guy just would refuse to say it. And at the end of it, he gets him the quote. He's like, so are you going to give them back the money? Because he has the money too. Like, yeah. He could just give it back and then just be like, OK, we're going to close the project. Nothing wrong with that. Right. He goes, oh, I'm going to look about I'm going to look out for myself. So he took ninety five percent of that cash, which is roughly three hundred thousand dollars. And then he's like. With the other, he's like, he left like 30,000. He's like, well, whoever wants to go sell and get that 30,000, they can have that. So he took 95% of their, their positions and he literally just yeah. said live on camera with this guy who's, he's honestly the only investigator pretty much in the space. So you don't have, <laughs> no, Zach XPT is pretty Zach good is well on Twitter, but very few people, but he got him publicly to say, he's like, no, I'm going to look yeah. out for myself. I'm going to take this money and 
you know, and nothing ever happened. No. Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing will happen. I don't think the SEC will make examples of a few people. I don't want to name. They're names. gonna have to be big fish, though. But well, they got to be big. There's just tons of there's just tons of them so out there. Many. So well, the like, problem, how do you go after that many people? The problem is number one, crypto. There's a lot of anonymous people. The biggest the biggest scammers are the ones you'll never hear about. Like on on Twitter, you'll see threads of people stealing tens of millions, and very rarely do they get exposed. With the squiggles stuff that that was recent a serial ring of scammers. Um, but there are a lot of people are anonymous. The government does not understand how crypto works or the blockchain works at all. Um, so I don't think they're going to get around to that anytime soon. Um, and there's just so many of them. It's like, how are you going to, who do you go after first? Right. Right. And people, people are like, Oh, they won't come after me. I only have this many followers. I only took this much money, but I, I hope that they do make examples of people for this. Cause it, it cannot go on and crypto be taken seriously. It's and, that bad. And that's and it rubs back into what we're doing at Kryptonite. That's yeah. you know you see us with Chris and Sam with you know Florida Blockchain Association. This is you know we are there with the influencers on the front line. We're watching every single person that does it. So the end goal is to build like an actual crypto entity where it's like you know we're not going to work with these people. And hopefully there's going to be a sense of professionalism and a line that you know this will die out because right now it is like again just the wild west. There's nothing stopping it. Well, you yeah. you know what you know credit card forums are right. So um, credit card forums or these, mostly they were run by like Russian, ha a Russian, uh, um, you know, cyber criminals. And they would set up a forum where you could buy and sell credit card information, you know. Mm. And even when they, when initially when it happened, when they would catch the guys, they give them slaps on the hand. Like they catch a couple of guys doing counterfeiting or the credit cards or stealing the, you know, like the ha first hackers that got, got, um, prosecuted it was only a couple years here a couple years here. now when they get them because they, they didn't really understand how bad it was and how much yeah. of a problem was but now if you're a hacker and you get grabbed and they're giving them you know 20 years 10 years 15 years i mean it's out the sentences are just massive now compared to compared to less money than before like the guys were stealing you know we're getting you know 100 million dollars were we're getting a couple years and now the guys that are getting you know 10 million dollars are getting 20 years because they just start you know, once they get into it and they figure it out and figure out the damage that's being caused, then they then the the Department of Justice just goes nuts, and every time they get a hold of, they're like they just throw away the key. I'm honestly like, I wish we could like fast forward. I mean, I'm gonna love these next five years, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be super. It's gonna be crazy with how many people we know that there's gonna have to be a handful that at least get picked off just from that are made an example because we, we know so many i mean almost it's a very small space like in everybody crypto, knows everybody everybody knows everybody you or know you're one person from knowing you know? yeah like even even at the, the people at the top you know i've had public beefs with people who i thought were less than stellar and they you know they have millions of followers so it's not a very huge space uh, in terms of like who is actually in here doing stuff. And also it's like the same couple venture capitalists um, that are churning out some of the same vaporware. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think the next like five, five to 10 years is when we'll see a lot of the, the hammers start to fall. And that's where we want to kind of take advantage and be like, Hey guys, screw those guys, right? This is legit. This is where we want to help educate people. This is what we're doing. Yeah, and here's been, how we're doing it. Yeah. We've been saying this for, Two years now or three years, you've been I've been saying this is what's gonna happen and then you get to sit there and watch it happen. Yeah, you can usually see when somebody's on the wrong track. And I can't tell you how many people were met me and said, You're going to prison, bro, for sure. I was like, You're crazy. Then five on years later yeah. twenty six years.
You know, so I was like, twenty six. You were right, bro. Was it twenty six or right. thirteen? Like, no, no, I did thirteen. There's okay. gain time. I got my sentence cut twice. Okay. Oh, bro, okay. listen, I was wow. I wasn't taking it. Still thirteen. You know, thirteen's federal honestly, or state? Federal. I don't oh do man. State crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only, only federal. Yeah. You heard it here first. He's, he's, a, he's a big player. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I met her in the halfway house. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's what, it like, worked out. It was, meant to be. it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Huh? Um, a thirteen-year learning experience. It was. It, yeah. was, it was meant. Yeah. The 30, sound, thirteen <laughs> sounds bad, but honestly, the first ten years is the hardest. The last three years was no problem. Home stretch. Yeah. Just no big Home stretch. <laughs> yeah. Walk in the park. I mean, you know, I think uh, we're gonna see a lot of Jordan Belfort types kind of, kind of go to prison for some of the shit that's, that's going on. But like, but like, yeah. he got. Nothing. I'm saying because when it first starts happening, he did a couple years. Now, if that happens, these guys are getting 30 years. He, Belford did like over 100 million in loss. Now, if you do 100 million in loss, you're getting 20 to 30 years. So that's what I'm saying is like when it first starts happening, they they don't really, they don't really know what to do. But then when they realize, oh wait a minute, what what's going on? That was a ton of money. He did know. He should have known. Yeah. Look, if nothing else, even if you're not licensed, that's another enhancement. By the way, if you're licensed. If you're licensed and you did something wrong, you get an enhancement. Why? Because you knew better. But the truth is, if you're asking people in any way for money, in any way, you have a fiduciary responsibility to those people. And a lot of people say, oh, it's unregulated. So that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that you don't have some responsibility. You just ask someone for some money. Like yeah. you have, and, you're, and you know, even if you didn't say it, even if you're clever about saying it, and I know guys that were clever, like you can't believe clever, that could convince you you're going to make a ton of money, and they didn't say a fucking thing wrong. I'll give you an example right now. Um, vending machines. So if you buy a vending machine, this, is, this was this guy's pitch. His name was Andrew Levinson. He was amazing. Andrew Levinson stole, was it 30 or $40 million selling Red Bull vending machines? So really nice guy. Anyway. Degenerate gambler, but still, whatever. Good guy. So, um, what what he would what he would do is he would his pitch was so you would say, hey, I want to buy one of the vending machines, and you'd say, okay, great. Um, well, obviously, you know you, where you can find, you can put one here, you can put one there, no big deal. Okay, fine. And you go, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I know I could put one in my kid's school, right? You can't. You know, I could put one in the local Seven Eleven. You because I see him there. You can't. You know, like he knows all those spaces. He knows that you're going to have a hard time finding a place. But let's say you find a place. Right? Okay, so you so you you say yeah yeah he's oh yeah yeah you'll find a place. It's easy. Not you find a place. So how many how many cans an hour do you think that machine makes? And you go or will sell. And you say um an uh, uh, every hour yeah. And you go uh at least ten. And you, no no well, that, your number's ten. Let's let's cut that in half. Let's say five. So at five cans. So how many hours a day is that thing going to sell? Well, I mean, the store doesn't have to be open 24 hours. Well, let's cut that in half. Let's say 12. Okay. Cause that's, people aren't going to be up at two in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now, okay. So we got five, 12, so 60 cans a day. So you're making $60, you know, a, a day. Cause you make a dollar profit, whatever. So you start adding it up and then they go, okay, wow. So I'm going to make a profit of, let's say $500 a month. And you go, okay, well, that's your calculation. Well, you came up with those numbers. And you, so do you want to buy this machine for $3,000? or $3, You'll get, you know, at that, if it is 500, which is your numbers, will you make all your money back? Of course, I'll make all my money back within a few, what, eight months, seven, eight months. So you go, wow, that's great. That's great. But the truth is, so you gave him all the numbers, right? You yeah. gave me the numbers. But the truth is, 
He already knows that the average vending machine only sells one can every four hours. But you, right now in that scenario, you've convinced yourself you didn't have to do a fucking thing. That's literally exactly what that's happens. Three years of ROI. If yeah, you know, that's well, if they find spots. I, I know a couple of people that do vending machines and like, but they actually if they find a they, spot, they have spots and they, they tell me they're like it's so competitive. Yeah, Mahmood like, fills up like, the soda machines. We have a friend named Mahmood. He he has uh, he works at this hotel uh, on the weekends and fills up uh, the soda machines. Yeah, he knows that more better than anybody else. You yeah, know? even if it, look, even if it's a, every two hours. I mean, the the point. You know, listen, and that's a good spot. You got a good spot. Maybe it's every two hours. If you got a great spot, maybe it's three an hour. You know, the point is most people don't have good spots. Yeah. And, and but listen, Levinson, Andrew Levinson. When Andrew Levinson talked to you, I'm telling you, I wanted to invest in in, in vending machines. Dream, he was amazing. You know? he, he was amazing. But I sold myself. He just asked me some questions. But he's so good. Like some of these guys are so good at it. It's like uh, when someone, you know, someone will make a connection that isn't there. They'll say, hey, this cryptocurrency is oh. tied to this, you know, the federal. There's this, So XRP is the most controversial cryptocurrency because it has the most conspiracy theory. And they're selling people a dream. They, they go, hey, look, the Rothschild family owns 8% of yeah, XRP. Like Rockefeller. They try to tie that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in reality, it's like, oh, technically the Rothschild, you know, they own 8% of a company that has like a small percentage of like the founding company that owns XRP. Yeah, there's so no, like there's just a, almost no connection. Three bridges. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's on every road, you know, attaches to each other if you think about it, you know, but that's that's what they do. They have these people convinced oh. that that the federal government will buy back their XRP at a price of ten thousand dollars per XRP. To give you reference, it's like fifty cents, sixty cents. I think yeah, so this is actually kind of relating back to how we met. So when I first started on TikTok, this XRP thing was like what what it just it fueled me i was just i would i'd be angry because you'd see like million dollars like million viewed videos with people saying oh this is going to go to five hundred dollars five hundred and eighty nine dollars let me get this number came from a simpsons episode that is what these people are relating an investment to so it's like you know he was a big xrp guy but he wasn't crazy huge i just he was realistic i study like your monetary policies and just I, i i knew how the money moved so i was like even if they were to get every single ounce of like every, like you went and shook out every single cushion from couches in all the most you know impoverished nations in the world everywhere there still isn't enough money to make that you know to to make up for a ten thousand dollar you know whatever they wanted to believe right. it to be to pay it out there's, there's, yeah. that doesn't make sense so they but they people are pitching you know to their audience they have two three hundred couple million followers that um you know the federal reserve is going to sign um, they love relating this back to gold in the 1930s when Roosevelt took XRP. gold from everybody. Right. Flip the switch. And then they took it, they sold it for $20. And then the government turned around and was like, oh, well, we're going to actually, it's $35. So they, they take that theory that that's going to happen again in today's, in t- where we're at, because there's going to be a great reset. And they, they love to say, um, yeah. and it's going, they're going to just announce it to be $10,000. So now, and what I have the problem with that, that's just a, Maybe there's a multiverse where that exists and something were to happen. But what you're telling, you know, your million followers and these investors, they're putting, they're, like I said, I've had people call me and they're refinancing their homes. They're, you know, putting in their co- kids' college t- tuition. And this thing's volatile. It's dropping 70%. What, you know what's funny about uh, the guy Levinson? You know what he told me? He said one of the ways he sold people, if you were even started to question, like, I don't know, I, I'm not sure which area, because he sold areas also, like I'll only sell you in this area. I'm not sure that this area. Oh no! Well, that that area you can't buy that one. That one's already sold. What? Yeah, that's sold. Like no, but that's the area I wanted. Yeah, it's sold. 
Okay, we've only got deep out of the six areas. There's only these two left, so it's these two, and we're talking to somebody right now about this one. But yeah, haven't sent the money yet. Yeah, we sent him the contract, but we haven't got it back yet. So and, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. He and he told me he he was people are more afraid to lose out on an opportunity than they are at losing their money. They would rather lose their money than lose uh, lose out on an opportunity. They'd, if they still have their money but they lost it, they feel bad. They feel worse keeping their money and having lost out on the opportunity. Like I was like, "Are you fucking?" He said, "It was. It's just a psychology. You just have to take it away from them." And that, yeah. that's exactly what they call it the flip of the switch. Well, you're going to miss out on the flip of the switch when the monetary policy reverses and everything goes into this new world order, like new world order. That that type of stuff. Yeah. That's what they're getting into. And I mean, you, it's it's wild. It is wild how many people are putting just money, just all the all yeah. of it. I have buddy, you know? I have guys all the time that hit me up and, and they're like, "Bro, if I'd only invested in this, if I'd only done this, if I'd had this, like literally, they're calculating every other day how much money they would make had they invested what two if? years ago in this." It's like, what are you doing, bro? You're beating yourself over the head for nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I do want to clarify because I know that I, like the, the company itself, like they meet quarterly earnings. They're actually like it's called Ripple, and then they use XRP for cross-border transactions for just international payments. They're actually doing really well, but me, I'm realistic. So I look at a five dollar, ten dollar, you know, maybe five x's, ten x's. I think it's going to zero. You know, personally, he has his beliefs, and that's what makes his great business partners. You know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it's you know, that's it's just one of those. It's it's a I don't know what the word is, but like a false not ideology, but it's like a cult. It's just a fake salesman. Hey, know? speaking of yeah, cults, yeah. you know who you should bring on here in about I don't know. 15 years when his sentence is up. Okay. <laughs> Joking. Um, no, there's a guy named Richard Hart. Um, if you want to talk like, you know, I'm not going to psychology. Gonna use psychology. Let's, yeah. say, let's talk psychology. Yeah, brainwashing. I mean, yeah. brainwashing well, is psychology. So his, his psychology is insane. He is insane. The, one of the most well-spoken individuals I've ever seen. And he basically, what he's done, right. Is he's created this thing called hex. And, Essentially, what he's doing with Hex is it's a certificate of deposit, right? So you, you know, you buy some Hex, you stake it, you know, you lock it up for a period of time, uh, and then it unlocks, you know, after a certain amount, right? And so the way, in my opinion, this is not, you know, this is just my opinion. It's not anything like I'm not saying this definitively, but in my opinion, how I think it works is that when the Hex unlocks, right, the people who are new, who are now getting into Hex buy that up so there's liquidity for the people before to exit that like a ponzi scheme uh, well i'm not saying we can't say we can't that, say that. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it you, is you know but i'm saying there's it's our very personal opinion yeah i mean you do have to have someone come in and buy yeah. underneath you or maybe a multi uh multi-level marketing but it's gone up it's gone up a, it's gone up a yes, lot it's you know, worth probably like what a billion 56 no 50 60 billion i think well right? the numbers are inflated i don't really know because that they don't actually show this on any of the mainstream websites because they they don't believe that it should be listed there. Let's just say that. Uh, but there's a whole community who was just dedicated to Hex, and 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 they think it's like the next best thing. There's actually, you know, it it's it's a very interesting space. Yeah, yeah Richard know, Hard, he's going to be your guy. You you just watch a video, you'll understand. Like how it's very well he, spoken. He's much more conservative. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's an interesting it's, space. It's a. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, he's very, very well spoken though. The guys, you know, you'll you'll understand as soon as you you know just watch him speak. No one can, you yeah. can't debate him. No, you can't debate him. You can't win. No, but you yeah. know, it, it reminds <laughs> me. Uh, I was just that's, know, someone, our our thing is like is uh, like every time we have an argument, it's, it's hard to win with me in an argument. I'm like, that's because on my drive to get to the argument, I've had it in my head. I've had the argument about forty times. So 
every single thing you're about to say, I have a rebuttal already for. So you might as well just accept the fact I'm going to win. Can yeah. we now go to dinner? I'm going to win the argument. Yeah, Richard Hart, he's like, he's got this, like, he emanates his, his, his wealth, right? So he's like, he's actually quite rich off of certain things. And, you know, he has like a bunch yeah. of chains, <laughs> you know, his Rolex collection Where's in the background. Louis Vuitton vest. Pretty sure he has his previous company around. He wears that old symbol around his neck. It's just like a FU. He's he's good homework. That's yeah, what we'll, he's good homework. You know, for <laughs> yeah. you look into later. But uh, yeah, no. But they, you know, they always attack me because I call it, you know, what it is in my opinion. And uh, it's interesting. And even after the concrete podcast, they were all over when I met because I had a brief segment about that with Danny, and uh, <laughs> they were all over on Twitter about that. But yeah, no. I mean, they got a huge community. They call oh, themselves yeah. Hexicans. Yeah, he'll have Hexicans and the XRP army in here. Oh yeah, you yeah you got the two most toxic spaces. Uh, about to come down and, <laughs> yeah. and hey good engagement you know what i'm saying controversy sells controversy that's, sells that's, that's <laughs> i like to stir the pot you know i understand it's uh I understand. it's fun yeah what are we doing you want to wrap it up what do you want to do is there anything else you want to uh talk about can you think of or well we don't want to get too technical because it's like we, we, we yeah, i'm we, already confused yeah so. oh, yeah like we can go technical confused. for yeah we can we can sit here years. and talk about like the 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 ethics of, of how about is there anything you would like to like anybody just want to you think would just yeah like you have know. any general questions I mean, you're, you're I mean, my, space, my like. general i mean look you know unfortunately my general question if i were to ask the question you know my con my whole thought process is like how do these guys What's the question? Ask the question. No, no, no. I, I just ask. I hear about this entire interview. Just got so excited. Yeah, he's he's he was already just before know, we even got watch, here. Um, <laughs> I was watching on the two days ago. Isn't XRP kind of traded now? Is Oh, yeah. So they're in the middle of a lawsuit. (laughs) Oh, the SEC. Um, So this is XRP. Yeah. Can't be traded. So this would actually be great. So Ripple was the company kind of behind the development of XRP, the token, right? So they're being sued right now by the SEC for selling it as an unregistered security. That is the whole lawsuit. So the, you know, the investors, and this was from 2012. So now the investors that are in XRP... There's this huge backlash in the community as they, you know, the SEC waited eight years, 10 years to file this lawsuit. Yeah. So, you know, on the SEC side, it is kind of burnt, like for the amount of time it took to actually come here. Now there's all these investors, but. Well, realistically, I have to agree with Josh. I don't think that it should be classified as a security. Um, the only issue is that they had it trading as Ripple, not XRP. So people could have been, people were confused in 2017. That's, that's a huge issue. With yeah. It. So, so it was the way they XRP presented it. and Ripple are not the same, even though. The holders of XRP, they just created it to use it in the product that Ripple has. Yeah, there's a a company in the network. They use it to transact for cross-border payments. It's instant. You don't have to use Swift. Swift takes, you know, seven days sometimes to send the U.S. dollar to a euro. You know, you have to, there's a lot of money involved in that. So um, they created this. So now, you know, the influencers and, and all these XRP holders, it's funny because they always go, it's separate than Ripple. But then they rely on everything that Ripple does and the success of XRP. And that is where that controversy comes in. So yeah. the SEC is now in there trying to figure out there's a lot of gray area. And this has taken now over a year. And it's probably going to go all the way through 2022. But there are numerous lawyers. You know, your judges have just now switched to a, a more prominent judge. Well, keep in mind, they've also, the Ripple, Ripple has been selling XRP on the open market for years. They've basically been using... They own half the supply. They've been using their investors as exit liquidity the entire time to fund their company, basically. And this is something we see 
uh, several projects that I have criticisms of do. Not every project has to have money. They always have to raise money, you know, to get started. And, so, and there's team tokens and to help marketing and stuff. I can understand that. But half the supply is 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 utterly insane, you know. Uh, I have also gripes with, you know, other projects that do similar things. But XRP is the best example of that. So I don't know. I think for the space in general, it'd be nice if they won. But I don't necessarily, even if they win, I don't think it's going to be crazy. I think that Yeah, so like for what they're trying to do, I mean, they're sitting, <clears throat> are you familiar with like the International Standardized Organization? That's going to be, so just, I'm going to keep this very simple. This is just <laughs> for, for your global banks. There's yeah. an organization that creates the financial messaging uh, systems for them to communicate. Okay. That is all it is. Okay. So they sit on the board of that. There's like 30 banks that all are on that and they all help develop these codes so that way we can advance and just you have to you have to track all that messaging yeah so um like for them i do like their company they're killing it their quarterly earnings like if you're trading stocks their company is all that they every quarterly earning is you know positive they're more growth more use etc um and then xrp is used in, in some of their products so again i do think it's going to you know it would be great if they won because i'd bring a lot of clarity to the rest of crypto and like we've had this whole to all this whole conversation today we need I mean, there's a lot riding on Ripple yeah. right now. Even yeah. if I don't like them, I still hope they win because it sets the precedent, right? We're at a we're at a very key, crucial moment in the space where we're either going to see innovation continue to flourish, we're going to see some really nice technology kind of develop over the next couple of years, or they'll crush the space with a hammer and uh, it'll move to Europe like it's already doing. Yeah. So okay. it's it's just probably it's the most important lawsuit I'd say right now in crypto. Yeah, I still um, root for him even though it's like fuck. Ripple. And it's going to it's going to give us those yes and no's. You know, yes, you can't take you know money from a bunch of investors, then fund your company, and you know dump it on your investors. Yeah, like, you know that that would be the same the same you know that would be the explanation of what's going on. Now there's a lot more technicals. <laughs> we would love to get into that's that, a very high level. That's thing. a very high level conversation, but it's it's going to be yeah that's that's going to be the number one. Uh, lawsuit that's just in crypto right now kind of leading the way to set precedents on what's going to be right and wrong right because oh my goodness i would love to see some of these influencers just get wrecked yeah that'd like, be nice like they just need like they need, off they need the, what you listed off for jail time i mean we've seriously seen and some of these people are friends to begin with you know now they're taking a couple million dollars like oh we're just gonna let that project die out we're, right yeah we made the money community got well, what they wanted i i know a guy who you know? i mean i'm not one guy i've known multiple guys but i, I mean i know a guy who would go out and pitch investors to, he would have a company. So he'd put together prospectus on the company and it looks pretty solid, you know, but the truth is he knows that it's probably not going to, it's probably going to go under, but he pitches it. Like you can't believe any, he, he, he would raise like $5 million. He'd keep a million. They'd put 4 million into the company and then it'd go under. He knew it was going to, he was like, oh, listen, I would always tell everybody, look, nine out of 10, of these things go under, but, if I had to bet on one, this is the one that I would say would succeed. Oh my god! That's, if I if I've right? not heard the very sentence you just said Absolutely. every time, yeah, I mean, we because we get pitched. Even non-stop. I say that. You know, with these projects, I still make money and trade them. But I'm like, I'm not holding your shit. It's gonna fucking die off in six months. When yeah. we ask our, our right. number one question is, what's your use case? And exactly. Like, well, you know, we want to be at this point in two years, and we're going to be better than them because we have this and this. We have our, my favorite line is. We have Silicon Valley investors. We have people ah. from Silicon Valley on the team. Dude, some of these guys, we've literally caught them red-handed. They work at, like, best, like, they, they, they'll be like, we worked for, I worked for Apple in Silicon Valley. Yeah, he was an they, associate. He worked at the store. He was the associate, you know, handing you your phone, selling your phone. You nice. know, 
And these also, are the pitches they go at you. These Silicon Valley VCs are a leech on the space. They'll come in, like these venture capitalists oh, will yes. come in, they'll fund a project, they'll connect them, they'll get the hype going. That the t- the price of the token will absolutely be slaughtered. If there's 10 VCs in a crypto project, any more than like five or six, I get really suspicious because they will instantly sell those tokens. They'll get their tokens at a reduced price in the presale, right? Nothing fine with having a presale if you have a decent vesting schedule and strong tokenomics, but they just, they don't. And so what they'll do is they'll hype it up. The price will go up 20, 30 X and they will literally sell every cent that they're able to sell and just rake it in. They do it right funny. They'll, they'll, because it's, it's pay to play on Twitter. You can just pay for promotion. So they'll just come in and build an entire web page that's, you know, like terrible. Yeah. (laughs) And then they'll build an audience for it and say, this is going to be the next biggest project. And they just dump and then. That pro- like you said, it just it just that's fizzles great, out. Listen, that's a great yeah. it's a great scam. I mean, yeah. I understand from a from the uh, point of view of the actual you know consumer. Yeah, it sucks, but or the you know the investor that's yeah. investing in you know it sucks. But I mean, it's a good scam, like yeah. you said, especially since maybe not so much now because they probably are going to start slowly start cracking people in the head. But still, for every one person you catch, you know, there's fifty or sixty. That, oh, I mean, and you could, and there'll be fifty or sixty that come up afterwards. Still, yeah, I mean, they just you know. The amount of people we've been pitched to, and it's not even just like the venture capitals. It's even like you said, like I that would sell you on a dream. You know, yeah. it's like if I had a bet out of nine to ten projects, this is the one. Because seriously, ten projects doing the same exact thing will come to us. Yeah, same exact project. Like we're gonna take. So how are you gonna get there? You know, and I don't think we've seen one actually besides Dreams Quest. Sadly, that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're they're you know, amazing. But I uh, I partnered with a company in this space called Dowmaker to do a launch pad um, to help these early stage projects, like uh, basically incubating them. And we turn away so much crap, and we have we've like we've we've even like rejected projects that we've worked with uh, because even if they have great products, the team is just there for a quick buck. So like I have like this firsthand experience with these shitheads. We're literally just here to use the space and fuck everyone else over. And it's frustrating because there's a lot of people who are actually trying to get funding who are doing really cool stuff. Um, and so that's one of, one of the things I've been trying to do to, to kind of grow the legitimacy of the space. Uh, and we're specifically on the BSC, the Binance Smart Chain, because that space, the Binance Smart Chain was where all the shit coins was. It was cheap transaction fees and a secure network. Well, secure, so more secure than most things and compared to Ethereum. It's like, eh, but you know, and and all this stuff is is uh, happening in this space. But I I would say like especially for anybody watching and even you as an individual, there's there's so much opportunity. You know, even from us, you know, developing our entire we have four business models now based off of it. And there's a lot of utility behind artists coming to space with NFTs and even launching your own crypto project. I think anybody coming to the space, if you're as much shit as we talk, know, it it's still the best place to be. Because yeah. it's just, those are the people we're trying to find. And that right. is the point of our podcast we're launching. We're trying to find the projects that have, you know, they're the next Facebook. They're the next, you know, Amazon. They're going to be here. You know, we got to filter them out. It's just like the dot-com bubble. You know, you saw how many, I mean, even some of your biggest billionaires like Mark Cuban got rich because of the dot-com bubble. They sold companies that are completely gone. They went under after the crash, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the same thing that's happening now, you know? So, yeah. All right. We good? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. All right, so uh, if you like the video, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the um, hit the like button, hit the bell, yeah. notifications, leave a comment in the comment section, and I appreciate it. I'll see you.